0: Welcome to This Week in Hospitality Marketing, the podcast show number 285 with your host, Lauren Gray. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Hospitality Marketing, the podcast. I am your host, Lauren Gray, and this is episode number 285. So each week, we spend around 20 to 30 minutes sharing the most interesting tools, news, and techniques being used in marketing for the hospitality industry. We also do a quick recap of our weekly live video show This Week in Hospitality Marketing, which also airs every Friday at 11.30 a.m. Eastern U.S. Time. So with that, let's get started. And now, today's new resource tool. So our tools for review this week, and there are two of them, are kind of, as always, indicative of our technique discussion to now a slightly uh, parallel degree, I should say. Let me explain to this. Uh, Where we are right now, being January, January 22nd, Um, we need to consider our continued conversations with our guests. uh, As we will talk to when we review our show today as about the duration of the journey that we're going through with COVID and the darkness that we are in and the perpetuation of what it's going to take to get out of it. There are timelines as to whether we all agree to them or not. There are realistic timelines as to how all of our guests and including of ourselves perceive our travel experiences. To that end, we need to be very sensitive to how we dialogue and what do we dialogue about and we'll have many more conversations just a few minutes when we do the show review to this end Uh, but the the means in which we can dialogue can also be a positive one it doesn't always have to be factual informative and functional it can be inspirational aspirational and um, inspiring and to that end, um, the two tools I'll talk about today—one which we talked about really quite a while ago—it's been well into two years ago, I think—but it's well worth bringing back into the discussion again—is Kingsumo. For those unfamiliar with Kingsumo, which is literally how it's spelt, k i n g s u m o dot com, Kingsumo King is a contest builder. Now, why is this important? Well, one is we know that through active engagement with our guests. Um, the strongest way that, that our message gets shared out from our guest engagements can be the virility of their audiences that they engage with. As we've talked many times before, viral or virility of content is based on how well the content shared represents the person sharing it. And so for that end, if you're sharing an opportunity with your Friends and family, you're more likely to do that than you are to share other forms of things that don't represent you well. Like, hey, look what I'm showing you, look at what I'm giving you, whatever that feeling value of that is. And you have to do it in such a way that allows for the more you share, the more reward to the sharer. And that's what King Sumo does. King Sumo basically increases to scales that you can control as to what you're asking them to do. I mean, WooCommerce does this and other platforms we've discussed, but we're dealing with King Sumo right now. Um, That if you share it more on other platforms beyond the one or the two that they that you have mentioned or that they found you on, that it improves their odds of opportunity of success. So you're literally asking them by them sharing to their audiences and on all the channels that they have access to this means of people to also participate in the contest or share what it is that they found of value. And that is the true in a nutshell value of King Sumo, is it gives you a wonderful platform with the disclaimers, the legalities, the requirements, the restrictions, and everything else that you need that you worry about going, oh, well, if I'm going to run a contest, oh, my gosh, you know, no purchase necessary, void where prohibited, the typical jargon that you need to know is in there for uh, exposure of liabilities, they do. It literally is what do you want to do what is the conditions of what the the sharing will be and what's the reward for those that do it and when are you drawing it and legitimize it by the randomization of the success of drawing it that's king sumo it's very affordable very easy very functional but the key element to that is as we talk what we'll be talking about in our technique discussion is it's a positive communication without asking for something more about giving something yes you are getting something for that but you're also making sure that you are giving something and that to that end is the second tool we're going to talk about, which is ViralLoops.com. V-I-R-A-L dash loops, viral L-O-O-P-S dot com. is different in context to what it can do. What this does is it creates different conditional relationships where King Sumo is one thing, share and get. Uh, offer made, offer shared, offer rewarded from those who are shared with and those that did the sharing. The templates that are associated with viral loops is very robust and I don't get into the, the nitty-gritty of all these things but you are able to do referrals uh, pre-launch incentives newsletter referrals um, giveaway to, uh, things viral loops for for uh, buying gets referral of friends it allows for a lot more variations to other than just hey Here's your chance to win. The more you share, the more you care, the more you get uh, opportunities to get. This one gives you the nuances of different types of engagements, reward the engagement that is being provided. Why is this important? One, uh, most importantly, is it keeps an open dialogue with guests rather than just talking about it's sunny and 72 and look how pretty it is outside or look at our pretty lobby or Whatever generic evergreen diatribe, the most white noise posts from people that don't know and have strategies, as we've talked many times on the podcast and the live show, don't have. They just put content up to put content up. It's not providing a value. This is a content that has a reward relationship built into it so that there's a value to it. By doing this, you get this. By engaging this, you get this. By sharing, you get this. All value propositions. So our two tools for the week are uh, kingsumo.com and viral-loops.com, which brings us to our technique of the week. Now for this week's hospitality technique. So our technique this week, the term in the statement, and this goes to a more in-depth conversation, um, is emerging and redefining logistics. The big rethink this is my contention for making such a big statement as that and again the technique is emerging and redefining logistics the big rethink i have the privilege of being asked once again to speak to the uh, vancouver british columbia uh, hsmi chapter next week and they of course were asking what it is i would like to talk about and i am browbeaten by the amount of white noise in the space social space linkedin space shared webinars and zooms and content and things that are all about the new 2021 the five things to do in 21 about xyz the 10 things to do right now for 2021 the 25 things that you must have and the six steps to do that and it's all regurgitation of really not tangible that's uh, not that the advice may be bad uh, if anything at best it's generic uh, at best, it might be adaptive, given the circumstances of being at the bottom of the hill. Try to get to the top of the hill, but it's not sensitive. It's it's tone deaf as to what needs to be discussed right now. And what needs to be discussed right now is, in context of what I'm going to be presenting at the Vancouver BC and the show note. Uh, in the show notes, you'll have a link to registering for that if you'd like to. It's a webinar. It's online. It's free. Um. um Yes, I think it's free. I'm pretty sure it is. If not, it's well worth a couple of dollars that they'd be asking for, but I believe it's free. Uh, but just as soon as I said that, I was like, yeah, I should go check. Um, but the idea is we're all going through this business cycle at different levels. Or as one of my dear friends on the live show had referred to uh, another quote that was, we're all in the same ocean in the storm, just we're in different type of boats. Um there are hotels that had stopped operations completely and are trying to emerge back into the business. And that isn't always to their chosen uh, chosen time. They might be at a point where it's now or never. If we don't get back to generating revenue, we're never going to be able to get back to generating revenue. Some hotels never got back to it and now have new owners that are trying to get back into generating revenue for it. There are other hotels that batten down the hatches metaphorically And cut all costs and tried to cost their way through it and have touched nothing differently than what they had done previous to the onset of the pandemic to think that if they just open the doors again that they can restart the stuff that they still had on the shelf so to speak then you had those that realized that they can't do that and they need to make some changes but they have very little money to do it then you have other hotels that and restaurants that have survived and adapted and Uh, changed what they're doing and kept progressive with it and have not spent any money per se as much as they could or should, but have spent what they can to their survivability. And then you have others that are going to emerge into the market that have taken the time to basically metaphorically take the car off the racetrack since we're under a yellow flag and rip the engine out put a whole new engine in so we have a better car going up when the race starts again. Uh, So everybody's at different levels. And because of that, we also have to look at and this is a discussion we had on the live show today, I thought by now, January 22nd, that we would have a more uh, defined opportunity of what our timelines of emergence of business would be like. Unfortunately, uh, promises made and not completed or logistics that haven't come through we're not at vaccine levels that we were hoping to be at. We weren't at optimistically places of opportunity that we would like to have been at. And this isn't a political session or satire towards that but the realities of our we are behind on that curve so the horizon line of success the herd immunity percentages the amount of vaccinations that are into the open pu- uh, public and so forth are not there yet so our opportunity for all the diversification of what people's decision processes are for travel experiences aren't really satisfied yet at, m- at numeric levels size levels for business we know there's a reality that there's a regionality response to this. There's be some areas that will have better business because of geographically where they're located and the the type of product that they represent. Uh, resorts and, and and multiple service places in warm climates will have the the edge now, so to speak, for those that are willing to travel. And we'll talk many much more about the logistics of numbers that uh, fuel travel survey uh, Melissa Cavanaugh brought to us on the live show today, but. Either which way, we have to rethink what we're doing now. I I, I made the symbolism that you think by getting to the top of the hill, the journey's over. But when you get to the top of the hill, that feeling of, no, we're just on the top of the ridge. There's still a lot more road to go before we get to the top of the mountain. And that's where I feel we are right now. Me, metaphorically, I feel like, huh. I was full of optimism at the beginning of the year that... The consumer sentiment studies saying that people were looking to convert their aspirations into bookings, and I still feel that way. But there is a reality that where we were thinking about a midsummer tsunami surge, that's the desire of the audience that may not necessarily play out to the actualization of their actions. Um, where then the fallback to me was well, really, moralistically realistically, probably late summer, early October, uh, you know, August, or excuse me, a uh, fall um that seems more realistic well yeah that would be probably opening doors in a lot of ways but probably now we're looking at the fact that according to information we're not going to get any sort of statistical relevance of vaccinations and so forth in the public world until next year so that's the long haul we have to be prepared as always for the worst hope for the best, but we have to be prepared and we have to have plans. So emerging and redefining logistics is literally that. For those who were holding out before making decisions, the world, you just realize, has changed to this, where we are right now. And rather than waiting for it to go back to the good old days, the good old days are gone. Even if and when all of this comes back to a level that is generally considered a success, the residual impact on our society is still there. This isn't just a light switch that goes back off saying, okay, we're all back to where we were. Ooh, yay! We're going to have surges, um, as we talked about in the live show, bursts, really, of business based on regionality, business on type of business, based on type of product, so forth and so on. All of us will have our bursts. And as we were talking about, also the fact that you know some of these cannot be forecasted. They happen because circumstances worked out that it happened, that people felt this was the time they could travel. And again, I don't want to spoil our conversation over the, the live show review, but we'll go through a little bit of that in just a few minutes here. But the big rethink for you as an operator, for whether it's your hotel, whether it's your restaurant, whatever it may be, is the the need to know that you have to make decisions now. The The now part is what is it you're going to do with the information you have at hand now. And that is about knowing that whatever funding and finances you have now, have to be decided upon and it sitting with the hatches batted down or cost conservation or we'll do this when, conditionals. You have to say, this is what we have now and this is what we have to rethink and this is what we have to create now. And from that, decisions, logistics, rethinkings and what you do to emerge into the market to run a business now or the choice of not doing that where you literally decide... This isn't something we can maintain at this point. We have to make other financial considerations. So that is our big technique of the week. Emerging and redefining logistics, the big rethink. So that brings us to our news and show review. Now, this week's hospitality news that you should know. So our co-host today, lots of fun, open mic basically, like we've had, no guest co-host of a speciality today. Unlike uh, last week where we had... Uh, some A great co-host with us. It was really very inspirational, warm and fuzzy. But we had Adele Gutman from um, Aspire Reputation Management with, with us today. We had Edward St. Orange from Flip2. We had uh, the ever-wonderful Miss Melissa Cavanaugh with Fuel Travel. We also had Tim Peter from Tim Peter and Associates. And Stuart Butler also from Fuel Travel. And Melissa was really kind to bring back to us, before anybody else even heard it, before it was put on the website, an update f- segmentation to the most recent consumer sentiment survey that we talked about live on the show a couple of weeks ago and also on the podcast and review while she had updates based on consideration of our conversations of going back and resegmenting the data pretty much on a very fundamental black and white those that have already traveled and those that have yet to travel because what we're finding and that's the statistics showed quite strongly in the data she discussed on the live show is there is a fundamental difference in perception of travel for those who have already traveled And their willingness and propensity to travel again and how soon and for how much and how far compared to those that have yet to travel for the same considerations and what was very interesting out of this is in the initial survey discussion where all those were homogenized together uh, it was very affirmational as we had talked about in previous podcasts that january which is normally a decision of travel month anyway was super heightened in the aspect that it was even more so the month of decision to change aspirational to definitive travel at what point and the what point was somewhere around mid year June July uh, but when you segmented it out to the those who have travel versus not have traveled that changed relatively dramatically to no january is more not the time that people that have yet to travel are wanting to make definitive plans but now more like april is the month that they are looking at making definitive plans and those plans of travel are more about the end of the year beginning of next than they are any time earlier compared to The statistics for those who have already traveled that they still see it as January is the time to make some decisions for more travel and Most likely sometime towards the mid late summer of this year Um, But that's the aspirational aspect of it. That's the willfulness of wanting to travel um, the, the difference between it the point of the discussion which lends ourselves to the technique is you need to plan for both. You need to know how to talk to both. You need how to know what information you need to convey to both. You can't bank to one to the other, waiting either or. It's an and conversation. For those who are willing to travel now and in the short-term future, those people need to be spoken to in a way that they relate to about context and content that is relevant to their decision process sounds very highfalutin it's about talking about what you have and what you're doing one of the most eminent aspects of the sentiment study was to show that most people were in those category that category of recent travelers or travel people that have traveled since covid um is tell me about the restaurants then tell me about the safety they want to know where can i eat if i'm staying with you what can i do when i'm staying with you things we've discussed many times over in our previous podcast for those who have yet to travel and are looking for travel plans you guessed it first concern what are you doing about safety then tell me about what i can do so you can see that the priority shift is literally a condition of their interest in travel timeline wise but there was a very strong consensus shared by both as to how far they're willing to travel in their travel plans right now and when put together within an hour stayed consistent And in those that have yet to plan for travel, but plan to in a longer term sense, those who have yet to travel during COVID, that's still held true. Now, what began to get wider in spectrum was those that have already traveled are willing to travel an hour and also two hours and also three hours. So their spectrum distance-wise is broader because of their willingness and aptitude to travel, having had already done it. Those who haven't, their aptitude is less to make more of a tepid step and try that only an hour away regardless of this from a marketing takeaway i would be and we all agreed to absolutely finding every which way but loose to market to people that are an hour away from us draw a big circle around the map and say from driving or whatever who's in this radius of an hour's travel and that is who we should be focusing our efforts on And then remembering that you're really speaking to two audiences the audience that is yet to travel that is thinking more future tense they're going to be wanting to know more about safety before knowing what to do those that are willing to travel on a shorter term tense are more about what it is that they can do when they're with you where they're going to be dining and what it is that is possible for them before you talk to them about safety so there's certain commonalities but there's also certain priorities so putting those together are very strong combinations of understanding How, again, going to the technique conversation of emerging and redefining logistics, the big rethink, how you move forward, why listening to the top 10 things you do right now and the top five things you do right now and all this other white noise is really just each other magpieing or copying what each other is saying. And the old adage, if you say it enough times, it must be true. That that, that logic seems to be holding a lot of these webinars that are being rolled around and how to's and what to do's and Zoom casts and you know, sage advice from providers and so forth, which if you look at a lot of the sagely advice is really leaning into what ultimately their business model is of, oh, yeah, group business. There's group business out there. You're right. There is group business out there. But I wouldn't be banking the bank on getting it in comparison to what businesses out there and build the model on what is available, not what you're aspirationally trying to build based on who's telling you what is out there. And that's the key element to listening to what people are saying to do and so forth. So the news items of all this really relate to that. Um, I did bring up also the big emergent rethink when it comes to the technique is also related to a topic. And this news article will be in here as well. On, I was always a fan of a mixed solutions combination there are things i think internally that you should bandwidth for because people's loyalty is to those whose paycheck is your name's on the bottom of compared to the third parties as much as they intend to work with you and are loyal to you they have a diversification of how many people they're loyal to uh they have a broader spectrum because you're not the only client per se you're not worried; they're not under your payroll and i always felt there was a good mix i've had to rethink that Um, i was a proponent of uh, organization having its own revenue manager its own marketing person uh, both as a policeman and as a uh, stalwart uh, person to run things for the property i've rethought that in many ways because what's happened now is if you take person that's totally dedicated to a property or a handful of properties their biasness gun goes towards their their survivability or, or sustainability. Their loyalty is sometimes is more about that to themselves, keeping a position, given the volatility of our market, as much as it is about the success of what it is that they're doing. And I'm not saying this is of all people, but it plays in the back. Unfortunately, I'm witnessed too many times from having lived it, and now service it as as a, as a consultant. That sometimes decisions aren't based on what's best, but what's on best for those making the decisions. And survivability and self-sustainability and sandbox and politics and hidden agendas, unfortunately, creep themselves in the larger the organization exists. For that reason, I think there's a, a real rethink as to putting third party in preference to internalization. And that is from a revenue management perspective, having somebody that has the exposure to other markets, other mediums, other people, and is eminently qualified in that role. That's their thats their lane is revenue management. They're gonna bring best of market, best of breed, best of technique every time to making decisions for your property compared to somebody that is sitting at the property obligated to many more things beyond than revenue management, team building, You know manager on duty programs front desk monitoring meetings in the morning uh, team training culture building brand orientation all those things that go along with having a paycheck from the property you're sitting in to also not being in the mainstream of things they're being only exposed to those things that are relevant to the hotel and only those things that the hotel is relevant to they aren't given the wide view of the oceans like taking a fish out of the ocean Yes, they survived in the ocean, but now they're in a fish tank. They can't survive back in the ocean because their perspective is only in the fish tank. So to that end, third-party marketing, third-party revenue management, third-party sales in lots of ways have a high-value opportunity, both in cost savings right now and in also value of what's being spent for them. I'm not against the fact that internalization of those things can't occur and that a, a, a hybrid of those things go back into place, but right now, Logistically, the big rethink might be third-party professionalism might be a way to go. And this isn't self-fulfilling for me. This isn't self-serving. This is realization that it's good to have people that know about these things in your market, but are they constantly being at the front edge of their training? Can they sell themselves to other businesses well because they're so knowledgeable in it? Are they comfortable in making sure that they're sitting in the seat that you gave them? And at which point does self-preservation and maintaining that become a part of their decision process, it's something to consider. So with that in mind, thank you. And remember, you can find us on Google Play, Apple iTunes, iHeartRadio, SoundCloud, Stitcher, Spotify, Pandora, tuned in podcast, the list goes on 39 platforms and counting. We're even on Amazon's Alexa, Google Assistant, and Siri just has to play the hospitality marketing podcast. And no matter which one you may use, if you like the show, please rate us and leave us a comment. That gives us feedback as to what you'd like to listen to, any criticisms or comments you have about what we're offering. And of course, it allows others to find our content as well and expand our audiences. We're now in 32 countries, a little over 5,000 people a week. And we sincerely appreciate each and every one of you for listening and taking the time to listen to what we have to say. Also, if this is your first time hearing us, you can, of course, subscribe to our show on any of those 39 platforms that you may have found us on. And for an archive of all previous podcasts, you can go to hospitalitydigitalmarketing.com forward slash podcasts, including this one. And you don't and don't forget our live video talk show that you can join and participate in every Friday at 11.30 a.m. Eastern U.S. time called This Week in Hospitality Marketing, the live show. Simply go to hospitalitydigitalmarketing.com forward slash live and look for show number 285, which was this week's episode of the live show as well. So with that, I thank you for the privilege of your time. And I very much look forward to talking to you next week. You have been listening to This Week in Hospitality Marketing, the podcast show 285 brought to you by Hospitality Digital Marketing and in support of the HSMAI, Hospitality Sales and Marketing Association International. All right, reserved, copyright 2021.